Welcome to Mrs. Flick's Picks, where busy moms can find the best books for their kids. Join me in my mission to cultivate children's moral imagination through good stories, beautifully written. Well, hello and welcome back to Mrs. Flick's Picks. I am Carrie Flick and it is great to have you here. Just a reminder, if you haven't found me on social media yet, you can follow this show on Facebook at Mrs. Flick's Picks Podcast and on Instagram at Mrs. Flick's Picks. That's where you can find visuals of most of my book recommendations. Well, here we are well into my favorite season of the year, my favorite month of the year, and Halloween is very quickly approaching. And so I thought it would be appropriate to just very quickly touch on the subject of spooky stories and what place they should have, if any, on our kids' bookshelves. This has been weighing on my mind quite a bit also because I'm in the midst of rereading the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I'm struck by how much fear Tolkien is able to wield with very few details, and certainly no graphic details. Those books are full of various creatures of pure evil, bent on committing countless violent atrocities, and yet the monsters are only minimally described. Many times, in fact, Tolkien creates a crazy high level of tension by what he leaves unsaid. But Tolkien's purpose in those stories is not to thrill his readers with horror. He doesn't seek to glorify violence or glamorize wicked creatures. The glory, instead, is all in the courage of the hero facing those fiends. My youngest son has recently developed a passion for flashlights, which I feel all young kids have, Um, especially those little ones they sell like near the cash register in places like Lowe's. But he keeps asking for his flashlight to take outside with him in broad daylight. And then he comes running to me, complaining that it doesn't work. And I keep trying to explain that, no, his flashlight does work. But he can't distinguish it when you're surrounded by more light. It takes darkness to show the brightness of your flashlight. And the same is true of good stories. There is no courage where there is no fear. There is no hero with no monster. There is no savior if there's no threat of death. Our new creation in Christ is nothing miraculous or beautiful without an understanding of our sheer hideousness before he saved us. So the best stories will necessarily have evil characters. And we should absolutely get positively creeped out by some of them. That is how the children of light should respond to the darkness, recognizing it for what it is and having the courage to face it anyway. After all, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, I recognize that many of you this Halloween or autumn season just want some sweet, 
innocent books for your little ones and you can save the spooks for another year. So I do have a couple of those for you today. First up of that type is a nostalgic pick from my own distant childhood, and that is The Biggest Pumpkin Ever by Stephen Kroll and illustrated by Jenny Bassett. It is quite a simple story of two mice who both fall in love with the same pumpkin. But because one mouse is a field mouse who cares for the pumpkin at night, and the other is a house mouse who tends to it by day, neither of them have any idea of each other's activities. As the pumpkin is getting twice the amount of fertilizer and twice the amount of sugar water, it grows to an absolutely enormous size. And one fateful night, when there's a threat of frost, both mice rush out to cover their beloved pumpkin and protective blankets, whereupon they finally discover their mutual devotion to this oversized pumpkin. One mouse wants to enter the pumpkin into the town contest, while the other wants to carve it up for a fantastic Halloween jack-o'-lantern. But instead of each mouse demanding to have sole ownership of the pumpkin and fulfill his own plans for it, they agree to continue to share it and participate in the contest and the carving. It, it really is a simple story, but... I think it's one that points to a pillar principle in the Christian life. Love is generous and kind. Love is not selfish, nor does it demand its rights. True brotherly love will always bear great fruit. Or, in this case, vegetables. My next non-spooky pick for you is another picture book. This one is titled Too Many Pumpkins, written by Linda White and illustrated by Megan Lloyd. Rebecca Estelle is an older woman who lives alone with her cat in a little house in the country. When she was younger, her family was extremely poor, and for a long time they had to eat pumpkins in order to avoid starving. As a result, Rebecca Estelle has always loathed pumpkin anything, and has faithfully kept her vow never to eat a pumpkin food ever again. But one day in autumn, a truck carrying a load of pumpkins swerves in the road, and pumpkins splatter Rebecca Estelle's yard. She is irate at having to deal with pumpkins, and in her determination not to have to look at them, she covers up the broken pieces with dirt. Needless to say, she is horrified when her efforts only serve to germinate all those pumpkin seeds into live plants. Rebecca Estelle convinces herself, though, that the plants can't possibly survive without someone caring for them, so she decides to kill them through neglect. For months, she doesn't so much as even look out her window at them. But when the autumn leaves start falling again, she is dismayed to find her yard transformed into a giant pumpkin patch. But her frustration and anger finally lead her to surrender. In desperation, she turns to baking those pumpkins to get them off her lawn and out of her life. So she whips up pumpkin pies and breads, muffins and cookies, and then gives them all away to her friends and neighbors 
who spend a heartwarming evening of fellowship in her cozy house. I love this story so much because Rebecca Estelle did have legitimate baggage. Her childhood experience of hunger and poverty was very real, and no one would blame her for her lifelong hatred of pumpkins. But instead of allowing that hatred to keep her holed up in her house and out of community, she turns it on its head and chooses to love and serve others in the midst of her most dreaded circumstances. The story opens with starvation and need, but it closes with bounty and blessing because of a heart that chooses love over bitterness. Well, moving on, my next pick is yet another picture book, but it's not for your little kids. This one is a spookier Halloween story, and it's also pretty long for a picture book. The title is Tam Lin. It's written by Jane Yolen and illustrated by Charles mm, Michael Kak. I know. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Charles. I just butchered your name. I'm I'm terribly sorry. It's a retelling of an old Scottish ballad that relates a story of headstrong Jeanette Mackenzie, whose ancestral estate home was stolen from her family by the evil Fae. Now, the Fae in Scottish culture are fairies, but they're not what we think of. They're, they're not friendly towards humans, and in this story, they're certainly malevolent. <laughs> Jeanette decides that she, as the rightful heir of Carter Hall, which is her family home, She's going to reclaim the house and ground from the wicked fairies and makes her way to the haunted house on the very night she turns 16, which is just a few days before Halloween. When she arrives, she meets with a seemingly young man named Tam Lin, who confides in her that several generations ago, he was kidnapped by the Queen of the Fae and held captive by her in her kingdom. There, he has lived as an immortal, highly favored by the queen, but recently her attention has turned to another young man, and now Tamlin will be offered as a sacrifice this Halloween night. Jeanette presses him on how he may be saved, to which he answers only his true love can accomplish that, and the process is a fearful one. But Jeanette decides that as she is the only one who can save him, she must save him. She chooses to be his true love and holds fast to the commitment she makes, even though she faces some pretty harrowing trials. I'll let you read and enjoy the details, but yes, Jeanette does succeed ultimately in winning back Carter Hall and freeing Tamlin from the fairy forces of evil. And why do I think this is a worthy read? Well, apart from the beauty of the story and Scottish history and lore, um, I'm struck by Jeanette's commitment of love. So often, our modern love stories focus on romantic emotions and sentiment, this whole idea of falling in love and not being able to help ourselves. Jeanette, on the other hand, simply decides to love Tamlin, regardless of the danger to herself regardless of the hardships. She quite literally must cleave to Tamlin to save him. And she does. The story ends with a lovely scene of the two of them holding their little baby at Jeanette's ancestral home. 
And it's just a perfect portrait of what true love and marriage looks like, built on the foundations of simply never giving up or letting go. Okay, my last pick for the slightly older kids is a chapter book, 100 Cupboards by N.D. Wilson. This is the first book of the Cupboard series, and I have to confess, it absolutely terrified me, but it was really, really awesome. The story is pretty expansive, so I'm just going to give you the bare bones, and I'm not going to offer any spoilers. The protagonist is a boy named Henry, who is about 12, I think. When his parents die, he has to go live with his aunt and uncle in a rural Kansas town. But he soon discovers a plastered-over wall of cupboards in his bedroom. And when he manages to open those cupboards, he discovers that some worlds should probably be left unexplored. And it isn't just Henry who can pass through those doors. The big picture plot is a classic good versus evil, and this book's evil is super creepy. But Henry is a character with a lot of depth. He's a misfit, he's socially awkward, and he's never really grown into what it means to be a boy. There are lots of themes of manhood and coming of age, but girls will also find it really engaging. So if your kids love fantasy, other worlds, and magical beings, this is a great pick. It's probably best saved for ages 10 and up. Well, that is all I have for you this week. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, happy Halloween and happy reading.